and welcome to another edition of the Hitting the Hardwood podcast, your home for all the latest Minnesota links and WNBA news analysis and coverage. Thank you for tuning in to another episode as we kind of shift or adjust our off-season scheduling for the podcast. Um, as you well know, um, with the off-season underway, um, we're going to be shifting to a monthly format for this podcast. We'll be doing um, emergency podcasts here and there as as necessary and as news arises, but um, with things kind of slowing down, um, we thought that it would be best to adjust, at least for, like I said, for the next few months. Um, we'll see once once free agency um, comes around, but um, we'll we'll be doing a monthly podcast every month, um, and this month is the first month for that. Uh, but with that said, I'm really excited to um, have another member of the Minnesota Lynx on, on the podcast this week. Uh, current member of the Lynx, um, somebody who is well-known not only on the Lynx, but, but league-wide, worldwide, um, and she had a phenomenal season this year, MVP-type season, um, and that is none other than Nafisa Collier. Um, I, I was really excited to, to be able to sit down with Fee and, and kind of talk about the what, what she thought of the, the 2023 season, her first full season back after giving childbirth in 2022, um, and you know she, she was able to, to take her game to the next level. She was able to not only finish fourth in the MVP conversation, but, but she took her game to the next level. Um, and, and she continues to improve, which was impressive to, to see off, off of coming, um, you know, after basically missing all of the, uh, the 2022 season with the exception of playing in four games. Um, but it was a, a nice conversation with Fee to, to sit down and talk about what she thought about the 2023 season. Um, you know, she talked a little bit about um, individually what went right for her, uh, what went well for her. Um, what she wants to work on personally, um, and then she also talked about the team and how close this team was, how tight knit this team was in 2023, um, and the Lynx want to use that to to build into the future. And speaking of the future, she does talk about uh, maybe some goals this off season, not only for her but for the team, where the team's going, what the team might look like next year, what the, what they want to try and accomplish um, leading into the 2024 season. Um, and then we kind of talk a little bit about everything else, um, everything in between, everything links related. Uh, but it was a really fun conversation with Fee. And, and like I said, I, I really appreciate her sitting down and in, in having a conversation with me and talking about the 2023 season and the future. Um, so without further ado, let's jump right into the podcast this week with Nafisa Collier. Fee, how are you? Thank you for joining. I'm good. Thanks for having me. First of all, how how are things going? How's how's the off season going? We're about about a month or so into the off season, but how how are things going so far? It's really good, you know, just taking time to rest my body and get healthy and be with my family. So it's been great. Mm-hmm. Now that you've you've kind of had time to to reflect on the season, um, I know you had talked obviously right after the the end of the season at the the exit interviews or exit um, availabilities, but. Now that you've had a little bit of time to to reflect, what what are your thoughts on on how the 2023 season went uh, for yourself and and for the team um, in general? Um, yeah, I think it went well. I think we definitely exceeded expectations, um, but I think we always do that. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like we always are going above what maybe other people think we can. Um, but it was just a really fun year. Like we had such a great team; they were just like so enjoyable to be around. Um, so it was really fun that we were able to do what we did. You know, obviously it was a rough start, which people love to talk about. But um, I think it just, you know, we had so many new people. We had so many young people and we just needed time to really gel off the court because I mean, on the court, because we gelled so well off the court. Um, we kind of knew that it was only a matter of time before we started playing better. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, I felt like we really got our groove and 
we did have some sense where, you know, we lost again, but I think for the most part, like I was really proud of how resilient we were this past year. Um, how hard we played, you know, it was just like a fun year to be in. Mm -hmm. What are some, I mean, obviously there, uh, I think this might be kind of a, a obvious answer, but what, what are some of the challenges of, of dealing with that, of, you know, having kind of learning on the fly? I mean, you, you've kind of talked about it. K-Mac talked about it at the end of the year. I mean, Cheryl's talked about it too. You guys were kind of learning about each other and learning who the team is and kind of identity wise on the fly. What, what are some of the challenges of that while dealing with that right away? So I think the most challenges with that come at the end of the year, because mm -hmm. by the end, we didn't have a lot of people who had been in playoffs like at all. You know, we had a lot of new people, you know, some people who came from other teams who, who weren't in the playoffs a lot. Like, so we didn't have a lot of experience, like with end of season, I've never gone past first round. Like we didn't have a lot of experience of people who have played in the playoffs and, you know, won. So I think that definitely kind of showed, um, you know, we played really bad in our first game against Connecticut. Then we came back and played really well, fought, you know, to be in Minnesota, which was awesome. Like, we really wanted to play in front of our home crowd because, you know, we think that's such an advantage. But I think it really just came down to, you know, a little bit of inexperience for us. Um, so I'm excited to have this team back again next year and to have that under our belt and to have another year of experience. Um, so I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, you kind of talked about obviously reaching the playoffs. Um, I mean, you guys did turn things around. You ended up, you know, reaching as high as, you know, four or five seed. You're kind of floating around there at one point. What does it, uh, you know, say to the, you know, kind of you obviously, you know, learning on the flies we talked about, but, you know, the fact that you guys did turn it around and you put together a strong season when a lot of people maybe didn't, um, you know, didn't expect you or forecast you at the beginning of the year, whatever it may be. But what, what does it say about this team that, that you guys didn't give up and you just you kind of kept fighting? Mm -hmm. I think it just showed how much we really cared about each mm -hmm. other. Like I said, we had such great chemistry. Like it was such a great group of people to be around. And it was because we were all really good teammates. Like we wanted to win for each other. There was no one out there that was there for themselves. We were there for the team. Like what was best for the team? Genuinely happy for each other when whenever we did well. Like it was just such a fun environment. So I feel like that really helped us to grow so fast because you didn't have people who were out there, you know, just trying to chase stats or whatever it might be. Like, mm -hmm. If you made a mistake, people took constructive criticism. They wanted to get better for the team, like do well for the team. And that allows you to grow really fast. Like to be coachable like that allows you to um, to be able to learn on the fly, to be able to make adjustments instead of, you know, in a different situation. So I feel like that was definitely one of the reasons why we were able to do so well is because we wanted to for each other, not for our own personal gain. Mm hmm kind of shifting to to you personally obviously it was a, a great year for you um in the mvp conversation finished fourth in mvp voting um what what for you what did you i guess what are your takeaways from from the season and i mean it was your first full season back after you know giving giving birth uh what what was that whole process like and what did you think about the year that that was yeah, that process was it was long mm -hmm. and it was definitely tedious like in the off season trying to get back um, you know, I came back really fast, like you said, after I had my daughter and my body just honestly didn't like respond very well to that. So I spent a lot of my off season doing a lot of rehab, um, trying to, you know, get my body back to where it needed to be. And then also like trying to improve my game at the same time, because you don't want to just get back to the level that you were at before. The goal of each off season is to come back better. 
So, yeah, I mean, it was a really hard offseason. Like, I worked my butt off. So, I was really proud that it translated onto the court and into my game because, obviously, you want to see results when you're working hard. Um, so, I was really proud of myself. You know, it was definitely, like, a learning experience on a, on a lot of different fronts. Um, as a leader, I was, like, you know, I was made the sole captain. You know, KMAC was pretty much a captain for us. But um, definitely started out the year that way, especially, and – it's like a lot of growth that I felt like I needed to go through to be um, like a good leader for my team. I, I want that. And so um, that was definitely like a challenge being outside of my comfort zone with that, trying to grow in that respect. And then also like a leader on the court as well, because before we always had Syl, like, especially, I mean, she would have four people hanging on her and you could just throw it up and she'll score or on defense. If you get beat, she's behind you. She's going to block the person that, um, got by you. So just growing in that way, knowing that I had a lot more responsibility on the court as well. Um, I knew that I was probably going to need to be the top scorer on the team, just taking um, responsibility that way. And I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like, I feel like I really grew as a leader and as a player. So it was like a really fun year for me. What would you say was maybe the, and maybe it's neither, but what, what would you say is maybe the most of the two things of on the court performance and, you know, being a leader and kind of taking over that role in a big, in bigger, you know, in a bigger form, what, mm -hmm. what was the biggest challenge of, you know, what you were doing on the court or kind of what you had to do on the court and off the court as a leader? I think the leadership aspect, because when you're on the court, all you're thinking about is your game. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you're trusting the muscle memory that you built in the off season. So that kind of takes over, but leadership wise, like that's mental strategy. That's like meant that takes a lot more of a mental toll. You know, um, everyone learns in different ways. Everyone has different personalities and trying to navigate that. And like I said, to lead people in a way that they want to be led, um, it's something I'm still trying to grow with, you know, it's definitely like a learning process and I feel like I got better. I hope my team agrees. Uh, but yeah, I think that was definitely harder because it's so far outside of my comfort zone. Like I said, mm -hmm. when it comes to your, to your, you know, your performance on the court, what was it you, you talked about, you know, the, the off season and, you know, I, I chatted with your, your husband, Alex, about, about everything that kind of went into that um, and some of the training that, that went into the, to the off season, getting you, you back into into shape and um, kind of back to form but w what was was there kind of a an adjustment or maybe you know some hurdles that you went through right away at the beginning of the season even though you know you did all that preparation you did all that work in the off season to to get yourself back into form and back into into shape or whatever it may be but was there you know a little bit of an adjustment as the season and as the game started I think yes just because it felt like it had been two years even though I technically played you know, the year before the season before. Mm -hmm. So like shaking off that rust, I would say of like the game moves so fast and it, it moves way faster in person than it looks on TV. So you have to make split second decisions, like getting that kind of like motion back, I guess, or that basketball IQ or intuition. I feel like that took me a little bit uh, just to get back in the group of things. But I think that happens every beginning of the season you know you haven't played for a while but it just, I think maybe just the fact that I knew it had been so long um yeah I I definitely felt that in the beginning a little bit mm -hmm. when it comes to the the leadership and um you know even you can maybe even say your role on on the team uh, performance wise do you think that's something that you want to personally see continue to grow um or do you do you kind of feel like you've you've kind of made it as you know as as a leader or, or whatever or, you know performance wise or whatever it may be 
No, definitely. I always want to grow. I definitely don't think I've reached my potential as a leader or as a player. Um, and I hope I, you know, I hope I continue to strive for that. Like I never want to be happy with where I am. Um, so there's a lot of things I'm going to work on in this off season, like physically for basketball. And then also like, I can't wait to start being a leader again, like for the team, you know, when the season starts and taking what I learned last year and implementing it this year and hopefully growing, um, in that area too. So definitely not like satisfied with where I am. I want to continue to get better. Mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of leads into my next question, um, with the off season, what, what are some things that maybe you're, you're focusing on or, or working on over the off season leading up to next year? Um, on the move three point shooting, like I really want to get a lot better with that. And, um, like off the dribble kind of moves. So like one-on-one -on -one moves, being able to change direction. Uh, those are just like some of the things I think I need the most work on, but obviously, you know, fine tuning. I love mid post doing stuff there. Um, continuing to work on just set threes, things like that. Mm -hmm. You, uh, a part of that too, was you, you went overseas right after um, the regular season. What, how was that experience um, and, and kind of what in, went into the process of deciding to go over there? Yeah, that happened like so fast. I mean, I got the deal and within two days I was like out of here and it was right after the season. It was specific. So it was like for a specific game that they had there. So I kind of just came in for that. Um, but it was awesome. I mean, I loved the team. I loved like all the girls there and the city was awesome. So it was a really cool experience. I mm -hmm. really enjoyed that, actually. Looking forward to kind of the future of the Lynx. Um, you know, I, this is something that you guys talked about at length at the end of the season, but you, you talked about the future and, and kind of the optimism for the future and, and, you know, looking forward to what you guys can become in the future. Um, what are some possibilities that, that you envision, you know, this offseason and beyond for, for the organization? Um, I think, you know, recruiting is going to be a big thing for this, for us in this offseason just filling different roles that, you know, I think that we have a little, some holes in on our team. Uh, we have a lot of people playing out of position. So hopefully we can be people who are <laughs> meant to play that position in this off season. Um, so that'll be a big thing. And then maybe some people with some more experience as well. Cause like I said, we were really young this year. And so having more of like a veteran presence, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when uh when when it comes to to unrivaled um that that's something that obviously we learned about it you know during the the season are there any updates since since that announcement and i guess have you had any feedback or reactions or, or kind of commitments from from anybody around the league um we have i mean i can't talk too much about it but uh yeah we're moving along we're really excited we're launching in january of 2025 so, um, yeah, I mean, the feedback has all been all really positive. All the players are really excited. You know, everyone we've talked to is really excited. So um, we think this is obviously like a really great thing. So we just can't wait to, um, you know, get that started. Mm -hmm. I know you've, you've kind of talked about this before, but, but what do you hope that Unrivaled kind of provides um, yourself and other players? Yeah, I hope it provides us with a place in the U.S. where we can continue to get better at our game. Um, while also making money here, you know, so many of us have to play overseas uh, to make money. And I think a lot of injuries come from that because also players aren't getting rest that their body needs when you're playing year round, year after year. That's when you see like these really terrible injuries. Um, so, <laughs> excuse me, allowing our bodies to get rest, playing in the U.S. and making money while doing it. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think it's a great idea. It's it's awesome. I, I Anything that, like you said, provides kind of 
opportunities here and and it allows you know i'm i'm kind of selfish but it allows us to to watch more of of the game you don't get exactly. to see a lot of the yeah. overseas games so that that's great yeah. i love that yeah what so uh, one of the main reasons we're doing it too visibility what what's it like for you to be kind of the you know one of the the people at the head of it what is, is that kind of fun to to be one of the faces of it i guess yeah i mean it's awesome i it's it's cool to be you know like on the forefront of something that we really believe in hopefully making like a huge change um in the area that we live in pretty much like mm -hmm. basketball is our whole life right now and obviously being so ingrained in that lifestyle like we see the holes in it so any way that we can leave a place better than we found it like it's such an amazing opportunity so um you know hopefully this is the start of something that generations from now like it's still going on and it's still um giving players you know, an outlet in the way that I talked about. So yeah, we're really excited to, I'm really excited to be like in the beginning stages of that because it's cool to see how things start because, you know, I came into the league 20 years after it was made. So. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Absolutely. Bye. When, uh, when it comes to, you know, kind of your role with, with the links, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, what you're doing on the court, but as part of the organization, what to you, what is it like to, to be a part of the links organization, be a part of the twin cities community, be in Minnesota? I mean, it's, it's the place you've been your whole career. What, what's all of that been like for you so far? It's been awesome. I love Minnesota, like the area it's like, especially, I mean, I'm only there in the summers. It's beautiful. Like, I really love the area. I love the community around it. I love like our the fandom around us. Um, and it's such a, like so many great players have come through Minnesota. Like we have an amazing coach. It's just such a perfect situation for me. Um, so I just feel really blessed that I have been there my whole career and I haven't experienced, you know, some of the things that other players have. I've been really fortunate in where I got drafted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I always say this, that, um, and I've, I've said this to other people on this podcast that Lynx fans are crazy in the best possible way. They're, they're yeah. a very passionate fan base, which is great. And, and I <laughs> imagine that that resonates with, with you and the rest of the team when, when you're on the court and just, you know, throughout the year, I, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Who wouldn't want ride or die people behind them? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, when, it, when it comes to, this is kind of an open-ended question, but, um, when it comes to, to Nafisa Collier, what, what is next? What, what do you hope is, is next for you, you know, this off season next year, moving forward? Um, I hope a championship's next and I hope an MVP is next. Perfect. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I hope to, to be able to, um, you know, continue to, to cover, you know, all the, the, the great success you've had on the court, great success you have off the court. Um, and I appreciate you taking some time and, and sitting down and chatting with me today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you once again to Fee for joining the podcast this week. As I, as I mentioned, um, you know, it, it, was, it was great to sit down with her. I, I was lucky to be able to, to set something up where, um, you know, she took some time out of her busy schedule to, to sit down with me a little bit and talk a little bit about the, the WNBA season, the 2023 season, and, and what's next for her personally and for the Lynx. So once again, thank you to Fee for joining the podcast. Um, it was a really fun conversation and, and great insight that she was able to provide as we uh, continue on in this offseason. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Jeremy Rushing, as I do every week, for producing this podcast. Um, he does a great job in the back end of making sure everything sounds good, making sure everything gets out in a timely fashion. So I appreciate you, Jeremy, um, and everything that you do for hitting the hardwood. I also want to give a shout out, a big shout out to um, two of our, uh, well, before I get into that, I want to uh, bring to light our, our Patreon page or, or kind of bring up our Patreon page. 
with the off seasons, um, you know, underway and things kind of slowing down, that doesn't mean that that stuff uh, content um, stops at Patreon. I'll, I'll continue to provide um, not only discounts um, through our hitting the hardwood store, um, but also uh, exclusive content. What I think about the off season, what I think the links might do this off season, what they might look like in 2024. I'll continue to do that throughout the off season. Um, and continue to provide um, exclusive news and information there that, that I don't share anywhere else. So if you could, uh, please go check out our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash hitting the hardwood. Um, I appreciate anything you can do to, to help support hitting the hardwood and, and to ensure the, the longevity of this podcast. That's, that's the ultimate goal is to, I don't, I don't do it for the money, but I, I do it for um, you know the, the time that goes into this and, and to ensure that that we're able to kind of continue to take things to the next level and continue to take this podcast in the, the hitting the hardwood um, content that we provide, taking that all to the next level. So I appreciate anything you can do. Um, and please go check that out at hitting the hard or uh, patreon.com forward slash hitting the hardwood. Also um, give it a big shout out to our, our two partners. Um, we'll continue ex- to expand um, leading up to the 2024 season with our partners who, who want to partner with us. Um, I, I'm really appreciative of the two that have been here since since day one, um, but I also want to open it up to anybody that is interested in, um, you know, partnering with Hitting the Hardwood, whatever that may be, from from very little partnership to a bigger partnership. I'm open to any conversations um, in in any dialogue um, on that front. Um, send us an email at hittingthehardwood at gmail.com. Happy to chat about it. I'm happy to to look into things and figure out how we can partner together, um, you know, this off season and moving forward. Uh, but like I said, uh, the two that have been here since day one, Homage and Better Edge, they've been great supporters of the Hitting the Hardwood brand. Um, I want to start off with our good friends at Better Edge. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge. So go check them out at betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com. Um, great guys work, uh, there working, uh, work alongside or partnering um, with over at Better Edge. Um, it's a really great um, and I'm not just saying this just because they're, they're a partner, but it's a really great betting platform, very user-friendly. Um, it supports local. They're a Minneapolis-based company, but they branch beyond that. Um, you can bet on anything from the WNBA when it's in season to you know, any other basketball, NBA. Um, you, know, you can go any other sport that you really want to. You can, you can bet on those sports. Um, you can bet on those leagues, um, and you can do it via competitions, pickums. You can bet against others. You can bet by yourself, whatever it may be. Um, it's a really great platform, and and I've really enjoyed personally using it um, over the years. So go check them out at betteredge.com. B-e-t-t-o-r edge.com. If you're a first-time user and you want to, you're just testing it out. Go to betteredge.com forward slash links. Use the promo code links L-Y-N-X, and you get a free twenty dollars in free play. So go check that out. Go try it out and um, go support our friends over at Better Edge. Second one is Homage. Homage is a, a vintage clothing uh, outlet that does great work with the WNBA, does great work with other sports leagues, modern gear uh, or modern clothes and vintage stuff, which is um, I've, I've personally really enjoyed. Um, they they do a lot of, of great stuff. I'm I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm actually wearing the Lynx hoodie right now, which is one of my uh, favorite hoodies that I have. The blue hoodie. Um, it's just a basic logo hoodie. It's very comfortable. I have the t-shirt, uh, Lynx t-shirt, and the WNBA charcoal t-shirt. Um, go check all of those out. Um, they they really do have great gear there, um, and it's uh, it it helps support a, a great business. Um, and anything that you can um, you can go check out our website. And if you you can, there's two specialty URLs or two specialty links. There's a 
a Lynx gear um, URL and a WNBA gear URL. If you click on those and you purchase anything, it doesn't cost you anything more. Um, but if you purchase anything through those links, a percentage of that purchase comes back to support hitting the hardwood. So go check out our website um, and you can find all of, of that, the website information on our social medias. Um, it's all in our, our bios on each of our social media platforms. Um, so go check them out, homage, H-O-M-A-G-E dot com. Um, with that said, uh, you know, the offseason continues to roll along. The Lynx, um, you know, they're doing a, a, a nice job overseas. Um, Kayla McBride is playing incredible overseas. Um, we've had um, different players kind of starting their seasons or kind of getting things underway, continue to develop, work on their skills overseas leading up to the 2024 season. Every week at Canis Hoopus, canishoopus.com, C-A-N-I-S-H-O-O-P-U-S.com. Um, I will have, I, well, I have all off-season long, but I'll continue to have a Lynx off-season update, catching you up on how the Lynx have done the last week um, and how they're doing across the globe. So go check all of that out. It comes out every Monday, um, and I provide an update on, on how the Lynx are doing. Um, also, um, another thing of note is, um, obviously, uh, uh, some of you are, are familiar with it or aware of it, um, USA Basketball has be well they they now have wrapped it up but they had their training camp Cheryl Reeve is the head coach of of that um, that team again this year uh, she will be at least through the 2024 season or the 2024 year um, and uh, I, I did write a story recently at Canis Hoopus about um, you know the upcoming year for USA basketball Cheryl Reeve had talked about that uh, but that is also underway. Um, Cheryl is as busy as ever, um, not only preparing for next uh, WNBA season, but also preparing for, for USA Basketball and all of her duties there. So go check all of that out. Um, it's a, uh, although it is the offseason, although the WNBA is not in action, um, the Lynx are still being active. They're still, still doing stuff for a, across the globe, in the country, outside of the country, um, and everything in between. So go check all of that out. You can follow me on social media, uh, M underscore Hanson 13. That's H-A-N-S-E-N 13. Um, and I have all of that information there as well. So with that said, um, I'm, I appreciate you uh, tuning in for another episode. Um, as I said, we'll, we'll continue to, at least through the rest of the 2023 calendar year, doing monthly podcasts. We'll do emergency podcasts here and there as necessary, as news arises, as information arises, and anything that you need to know, we'll make sure that you know. Um, but you can um, go check out everything on social media. We'll have updates on, on those podcasts um, when they will be posted. Um, I'll, I'll work on getting another uh, exciting guest here in December. And um, we'll, we'll talk about all things links, all things WNBA, as we always do. So once again, I, I appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you listening all season long. We're going to con- continue this off season leading up to the 2024 season. Um, and then we'll we'll continue to do those weekly podcasts as things uh, ramp up and as information um, increases. So thanks again for listening. I hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great holiday season. If I don't talk to you before then, um, I should talk to you um, in, in early December. But if you celebrate Thanksgiving, have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, and thank you once again for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the off season. Have a great day.